Hello, and welcome to the Marketing Retro Podcast, where Josh and Adrian talk about different marketing topics on their mind. So, Adrian, what's on your mind this week? Yeah, Josh. So, I am thinking about VAs, PAs. Um, once again, do I need one? And how do you go about finding one? How do you train them? Like, those are kind of the questions that are on my mind. Um, I know that we've got some various opinions. We've used some in the past. Um, have you ever used a VA? I have not used a VA. So I, I, I do have, I guess, people with VA types of traits or VA slash PA. So virtual assistant and personal assistant types of okay. traits in terms of like, you know, having them do repeatable tasks. Um mm -hmm. So we have that on the team, but I haven't ever hired one individually for myself. Um, and I probably had them in different forms, but wouldn't wouldn't have called them that that way, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I've had a few um, and spent a lot of really good time training, creating SOPs, creating Loom videos of all of my processes, um, setting really clear expectations. I've used one where it was an individual that I hired and then I used one through an agency. Um, the people themselves usually worked out okay. Um, the agency one was interesting though. The agency had a lot of promises, a lot of like, you're going to 10X your time and it's going to be amazing. And this is the life you're going to leave right there selling the dream. They sold me on the dream. Uh, then I got the VA and the VA did fair. She did pretty fair. Um, had I been paying, you know, an average rate, it was a luxury VA service, very high quality. Um, so it was, it was much more expensive than your average VA kind of monthly cost. Um, even for like us local standards, it was, it was fairly expensive per month. Um, and it just didn't deliver on the dream, right? We went for three months and I was like, it's not, that the VA themselves is not doing a good job. She does what I ask of her. She gets the things done, but it's not meeting the standards of what the agency promised me. We're not there yet. And they said, and they said, give it three months and then you'll be able to see all of these amazing benefits. And so I did, I gave it the three months um, and it was still just like, ah, I'm just disappointed. And, you know, it wasn't anything major. It was like, oh, you're going to be at inbox zero. I was never at inbox zero in three months. And I thought, that should be pretty standard, like being able to be at inbox zero. Um, we talked about following up on a previous podcast, same kind of concept. I wanted the VA to make sure leads didn't go um, unnoticed, that they didn't like just slip through the cracks. And that was still happening despite like extensive training. So it can be a frustrating thing. Um, and just do you think that it's a must have? Do you think entrepreneurs solopreneurs, the people who kind of running your own businesses, do you think you have to have a VA to be like they say, you know, they'll sell you on this idea that a VA is going to make you so much more successful and free up so much time. What, do you, what are your thoughts on that? Um, it's probably conditional. Uh, I don't think it's a blind, like every one of them could use this type of thing. I think it often depend, de depends on how you kind of have, have it all set up. Because even yeah. within the scope of you know, we're probably having, you know, listeners that are marketing managers or senior marketers or different types of things. And they probably wouldn't call it getting a VA or a, or a PA. It would be like, how do I get a marketing coordinator? Right. Like, so yeah. 
And and I think for you as a solopreneur, you have, you know, your your needs probably go across different um, subject matter areas. Like if anything, it's like attention to detail and following processes are are the most important. Yeah. Um, but also requires you to you know potentially very well define those types of things. And also, of course, if the VA slash PA is is the right fit for you, but. It's interesting to me thinking of it in the context of like, oh, a junior marketer, because essentially mm-hmm. they are probably doing a lot of those same types of things, except at mm-hmm. least within the scope of a certain subject matter. And obviously another difference is, is they are looking to advance and deepen their right. their uh, their their subject matter expertise to build potentially a professional career in marketing and things like that, where a VA and PA, the nice thing is you have they don't expect to. They're kind of, you You don't have to have career development conversations with them. You don't have to have one-on-ones with your VA and PA. If anything, it's more of like, hey, we need to talk about things that aren't working. Um, yeah. So it's it's definitely a, a more of a single direction relationship versus you're, you may not be coaching them on marketing tactics, but you're probably coaching them on like, here's what I mean when I say this. And, and hopefully you can execute on that. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I, you know, I felt like I communicated very well with SOPs and Loom, especially like created Looms for every little bitty thing. But I think the conclusion I have come down to, and this is just for me personally, I'm sure other people will have their own opinions and have their own experiences, but I don't think I'm going to hire a generalist VA ever again. Um, okay. I think what I need and just more help in my business is if I can hire one specific person to do one specific task, and that probably will take more of my time, but I could see eventually needing a project manager and like all you do is manage these projects and then they're responsible for making sure leads don't get, you know, don't fall through the cracks. And then someone who helps with, you know, design, social um, you know, and they can design all of the slide decks and they can design the social media content and they, maybe they, um, you know, and then also a video editor. So I'm kind of already thinking about all of the kind of different smaller roles that I would need, but I think finding someone and this, you know, this argument goes for my own business. I help with buyer personas and like customer development and really a small portion of what someone will struggle with. But I know that part really, really well. I'm like the expert when this is what we have to look at. And so I can come in and help you kind of cross that bridge, help marketing teams and executive teams cross that bridge. And so thinking about it in that same light, like I just need someone who can make podcast images and create an intro and outro for me. I just need someone who can, you know, make sure that our projects are running smoothly, really finding those key experts in their field. I think that's going to be the best approach for me moving forward. Right. Now, I think that makes a lot of sense because I think you probably want higher quality within those and also the benefit of the almost like agency side to where they work with other clients and they're actually bringing ideas to you, potentially be like, oh, hey, this worked really cool with these, the way we did this, you know, this thumbnail type of image. And did you want to try that? I can try a version of like that for you or things like that. So um, I like that idea of definitely more of a specialized, it's not that full, like needing to hire someone and coach them and train them, but more of a may cost more like, but, but finding a lane. And so maybe for you, it sounds like it's more in the design side, right? Design like uh, versus like where your skill set may be or where your happy place might be. So it's less it's less generalist and more specialist but like 
in a certain area, but then you also know when you, you know, send a task down the tunnel, it's just like, boom, check, 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 done. And if anything, you know, benefiting from other expertise, uh, which is interesting because I think that's actually a trait that uh, I think more marketing teams should look at too, in terms of outsourcing mm. too, because too many times they're, again, once you have a, a junior marketer or a coordinator on board and you basically want to give them all the tasks that you may not be good at, or you want them to just run down and they may not be their subject area either. And then you end right. up with like challenges on both sides and, and a mismatch for, for that, that relationship with a more senior marketer and a, and a junior marketer. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that, you know, especially in startup world, having a generalist is really important. Like there's value in that as well, hundred percent. But sometimes it feels like you've got to have complementary generalists. I think that's what kind of to your point is, you know, if you've got one person really strong and written and like creative, you probably want somebody who's really strong in the technical and like the automations and the workflows. And, you know, maybe they can do a little bit of everything. Like if someone's sick, we can fill in, but it's not going to be where they shine or where they really feel strong and confident. Right. Yeah. The complementary skill set, I think, is a is an important aspect to look at. And for more of us, we're looking to complete the puzzle versus uh, have someone that can do a little of everything. I mean, I guess it depends on your business. I don't there yeah. are definitely people like when you asked me before, who does getting a PA, you know, work for um, yeah. more or less? And the people I've talked to, other entrepreneurs that rave about it, when I've asked them, they're like, oh, yeah, they handle all this email they handle like we have investor questions, so they sort of gather those up together. They, uh, I think the one of the people I was talking to, they help them set doctor's appointments. Like it becomes a little more all inclusive of a bunch of things. And I'm like, well, I don't have investors, so I don't have that. I don't yeah. like, um, but my wife is a nurse, so she's and she's <laughs> always worried about my health. So if anything, she will schedule them, not because I won't, but because she'll just be like it is in your, everyone's best interest for fine, just scheduling those for you and just put them on yeah. your calendar. It's like, cool. Um, now everyone has that, but, and, but, but all the use cases he was like raving about, he's like, I get these emails and I want to, I want to coordinate these um, group gatherings with a bunch of entrepreneurs so I can just give the person a list of 10 entrepreneurs and say, reach out to these people, set up a dinner. And I was like, okay, I don't do that, but I can see how that could be useful to you, right? So mm. I think when people have a lot of maybe of those organizational and generalist types of tasks, um, you know, that could be really powerful. Um, but I don't have a lot of those, and I don't know how often you do either. It's like you have needs for project management, but it's like you're probably only having two or three major projects at a time. So is, is that person really fielding? you know, all kinds of stuff all the time. I don't know. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that goes back to kind of an overall theme of this podcast that we've created is, you know, understand different people's playbooks, but at the end of the day, do what works for you. Like Twitter would have you convinced if you don't hire a VA, you are not going to be successful. You're not going to be productive. You're wasting 50% of your time and you're cutting your income in half. Like that's what Twitter will tell you. Right. But at the same time, a full-time VA, and that was what one of the stipulations of the agency I hired, they had to be 40 hours a week. And I was like, hmm. I've got like 10 hours worth of work, maybe, 
like maybe 10 hours. Um, you know, and so then I was just like throwing things at this person to try to like fill up quote unquote, I don't even work 40 hours. I was like, how am I going to ask somebody else to work 40? So just really taking, you know, what's out there and then making sure you're being true to yourself and not just doing something because it's what others are telling you you need to do. Right. Right. Yep. hundred percent. Um, what's interesting in that scope too. Now we flip back to the business context of, uh, uh, probably, you know, marketing managers, people that people that kind of came up learning a job and then all of a sudden they're being asked for more to do more, but they're mm-hmm. also being tasked with given, like given other uh, resources, like a junior marketer or some things like that. And that, that delegation skill, or even like you mentioned, like recording a loom and giving it to someone. And that's a hard thing as well, like yeah. within the scope, because some people will, and I think that's probably where the the Twitter people will push on others, which is like, okay, you can have, there are people that can help you do your work better and faster um, by doing all the little things that maybe you're too, like you feel bad, like delegating, you feel too, uh, you feel too fancy for being like, I have my people do that (laughs) type of thing. Like I'm not that person. I don't want to be like, I, you know, I I have people for that type of person. Um, So there's probably definitely some of that, but there's, delegation skills and learning to to decouple yourself as you move up away from that that doing all of the work yourself is where your value is and i think that's where a lot of people uh probably like you or me who are very much like more um humble with it and want to do the work themselves and take a lot of pride in those and decoupling parts where okay yeah maybe i don't have to personally answer all of these emails or Actually, mm-hmm. I don't have a ton of them on the on the flip side, and maybe that's okay too. So, uh, it, it reminds me of another interesting one where people like ask me why I mow my own lawn. I don't know if this one has come up before, but no. <laughs> it's like I like to mow my own lawn. I actually, it's a break for the day. It's like I get outside. I um, and and all, everyone else in my neighborhood like hires a service, right? Yeah. So, but I work at home, so I'm sitting here at my desk behind my monitors and it's it's literally a breath of fresh air to go outside put on a podcast and ride on on my little tiny little riding mower around around my house (laughs) takes me half an hour and i'm done but uh i don't i wouldn't mind paying for it but at the same time i there's no real need for it too Um, yeah something you enjoy something that isn't a burden. And I think that can be the difference too, is like, what are the things that, because design is something that I absolutely loathe to do. I just hired out somebody um, on Fiverr to literally just copy and paste content onto a template in WordPress, because I was just pulling my eyeballs out, trying to figure it out. And I was like, I, it is more valuable to my stress, my time, my mental health to just say, here's your rate, whatever they've set, please, yes, mm-hmm. go do it. Um, right. And, you know, it's that's kind of where I've decided. If it's just absolutely frustrating, there was a time in my business where it didn't matter. Like I had to be the one to pull it through. I had to be the one to do it. Um, and I think that's another important kind of, at least for me, it's important that I understand what I'm asking other people to do. If I give someone else a task, I want them to know I've done it myself first. So I get it that 
this is going to probably be frustrating, or at least it's frustrating for me. Maybe it's not for you, but this could take this amount of time. Um, I don't say that in the email, like, oh, it should only take four hours because that's a dreaded sentence to say to anybody. But Mm -hmm. um, I just, I always feel very strongly like I need to have an understanding of what it is I'm asking people to do. And I've also clearly asked people to explain to me what it is I've asked you to do. Can you tell me back the process you're going to do to go through this? Not in a, uh, you know, like heavily over um, managed type way, but just in a way is like, I want to know what extent is it that I've just like, what did I just ask of you? Because sometimes people will say, oh, we need to do this, 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 this. I had a project manager friend who was doing projects for people. And she's like, they don't even understand what they're asking me to do. Like they've told me to do mm-hmm. this thing and they think it's like two steps, but really it's like 25. And my thing would be like, well, then you need to be the one to go and tell them, Hey, this is 25 steps and they might change their mind. It may not be what they actually want. Um, so with that piece of information, I'm always like, okay, now tell me, how are you going to go about doing this? Like what's your process? And I think that just kind of helps set expectations for both me and whoever it is I've hired and like clearly allow things to be transparent and like communicative. I always say it's better to ask too many questions than no questions at all. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree with that. Um, I do have a question for you on that. So, yeah, and it is one of these, like what, how you present things. And sometimes it's like, I don't, again, I don't want to do ask, ask things of people that I wouldn't be willing to do myself. Um, but mm-hmm. that gets hard once you're trying to delegate and trying to lean into your own superpowers of the stuff that you wanted that you like doing and you are like a five X person on versus the things that you might be a half a person on, like design, like a yeah. like a point five X type of person on. And it is so much better to find someone else that is going to do that just because it doesn't like lampoon your day. Um right. but my question is, um, well, first you hear people complaining about people leaving voicemails for other people. I've seen people again on Twitter like rant about that. I don't do that, but I do love the um like for for when I delegate things or want to have a discussion especially in the remote world, uh try to be respectful that not everyone likes synchronous conversation all the time. There's definitely times for it, but then Yeah. with the advent of Loom and I think like uh, we use Asana and you can put videos in there and I use a tool called zip message. And I think you use that too. And where you can leave videos and they have transcriptions, which are amazing. Like I love doing, giving those because it offers a nuance to what I'm saying. They can hear the things in my voice versus it being written. And also it's a lot easier to, I feel like transplant your brain and delegate things that way. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's also done in a way where I think a person can rewatch it, you know, yeah. or look at the text multiple times. They can see the nuance. They can understand what you're saying. Uh, and and then even, you know, put it back to you. And maybe parts of it are like, I'll usually send an outline, like, here's five main points. And I'm like kind of talking through them. So saves saves me the time of having to write everything out, but gives mm-hmm. them the nuance of that, whatever item I'm or task or project I'm delegating. Um and then it usually sets it up for a very nice concrete conversation to where we can get on that same page. Oh, it wasn't five. It wasn't five steps. It's actually 10, right? Or, or those opens up those conversations. So yeah, long winded, but question for you is like, 
how does that feel for you? Because again, you see people kind of like, kind of uh, taken back when it's like, oh, like my boss left me a voicemail and he expects me to do A, B, C, and X, Y, Z. And and um, maybe that's just me hearing too much people complaining on Twitter. I don't know. Yeah, it might be. Um, okay, so there are a few things there. Number one, I think when you have a team and you're a leader, you have to understand um, how your people want to receive feedback and how your people want to receive instruction. I watched a really interesting uh, YouTube seminar. Actually, it was the University of Greenwich um, with uh, Gregory Edwards. I think that's his name. He goes by John Bull on Twitter. Um, and mm-hmm. he shared it with me and it was really the difference between like narcissistic leadership and quiet leadership and mm-hmm. understanding how your team members want to be uh, led essentially. Like, do they enjoy public praise or would they prefer to be like given a $5 gift card or do they want to be taught asynchronously or do they need to get in your face like on a call and say okay let's work this together or do they want to be given the document and say hey shoot me any questions tomorrow like there are a lot of different ways people want to be led um and so understanding that is really really important because if someone hates a voicemail and you're sending 25 voicemails a day thinking this is great we're working asynchronously (laughs) they can check it whenever they want to they can hear my tone of voice right like there are some people who would love that they'd be very positively like I get to like just check it whenever I've got free time and this is wonderful um that means you're not working with how they want to be led so if there's that much conflict there needs to be a little bit more communication but um as a person who's working with other people make sure you're telling people I work best when XYZ, like I know I work best when I can see your face. So whether that's async or like through a loom or on a video chat or in person, if I'm just hearing your voice, I don't retain audibly. So it's very challenging for me. I have to see your lips move um, or to read it and reading. I will infer my own tones and that doesn't always go over well. So Mm -hmm. really that's how I work best. Um, And then like how I receive feedback best is praise me in public. If you think I did a good job, tell everybody how good of a job I did. Um, You know, if you were to DM me privately and say that was really great work, uh, that would be like, oh, cool. But it would not really fulfill me. So I think same thing would go with a VA, like whoever's on your team and however you've hired them to help you just be really clear on how they enjoy working. And it does require your people to be a little self-aware. They have to understand how do they enjoy it. Um, and it requires you to be the type of leader who could take feedback and the person go, Hey, actually, I, I really don't like async text messages or async video messages. Can we do something different? Is there a way that we can communicate better? Or if you're sending async video messages as a leader and you're noticing things keep getting missed, things keep getting like falling through the cracks, maybe think, okay, I'm not communicating this in the way that they're in the best way for them to receive information. Let's figure out what needs to happen. Um, So a lot of nuance, but definitely requires high communication and very little ego. Like you really just want to be a person and people to each other. And it kind of goes back to like, make sure you know what you're asking of people and make sure you're aware of, you know, the requirements and responsibilities that you have to do. I thought, you know, when I said, I always want to make sure I can do it before I ask somebody to do it. That's not entirely true. If I needed something coded, I cannot go and code it myself. It would take me 
three years to like learn how to code, start to code a thing. So some of it has to be, I have to trust an expert, right? But it's more about having an understanding of the process than it is me actually being able to do it myself. Right. I love that. So, um, so rounding up this episode, uh, so if anyone, any of our listeners, uh, have experiences with, you know, on both sides, like, you know, doing the delegation or being delegated to, we'd love to hear your thoughts, uh, whether you're a VA, a PA, a marketing coordinator, a marketing manager, there's all kinds of sides of the fence here in terms of, it truly is like a meeting in the middle of like how, how, you know how's your working relationship? How do you pass things back and forth and uh, expectations there? So love to hear uh, what you think in the comments. I would too, especially because I'm sure a lot of people think I, and maybe you are dead wrong about not needing a VA. So like, let me know because I I could, I'm still figuring it out. Let me know. Um, Maybe you found a VA who just works amazingly for you. And I'd love to hear about that too. That's a good and valid experience to, to talk about. Cool. Yeah. I'd love to hear and fight you on it. Not yeah. you, but the person that replies. <laughs> right. Be prepared. <laughs> All right. Yep. Yeah. All right. Talk to you later, Adrian. Bye, Josh.